What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin PvP coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So today we decided we are going to uh, talk about the news items for the day. Um, I feel like there's a few things that are, are talk-worthy considering, you know, Ronald Jones, pinky surgery, uh, Christian McCaffrey not playing. Uh, mm-hmm. things that could affect playoff matchups. Um, and then we're going to talk about some of the rookies from this year and their performances, uh, just how, you know, guys that we're excited about rookie wise for, you know, rookies that we're excited about going into next year, obviously. Um, and rookies, we, we thought we would get more of that, that we really didn't get a lot out of. Um, so let's start it off. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Steve's going to read the news off. All right, so today Field Yates reports that the Raiders placed first-round rookie wide receiver Henry Ruggs III on, COVID, on the reserve COVID list uh, and also defensive end Tack McKinney uh, to IR. The Ravens' Aaron Kaczynski, Kaczyn, Kaczynitz, whatever, I, I'm not even going to attempt any further. The Ravens also announced that they've activated wide receiver Des Bryant to the reserve COVID list. That's not really going to help anybody uh ravens place trace mcsorley who played all of i don't know a half a quarter last night on ir so uh that uh yeah that experiment I, didn't end well <laughs> i unfortunately missed the game i think i'm yeah. gonna go back and watch it on game pass just because i heard it was such a, a great game uh but i saw that because like i woke up and i got all the notifications about lamar yeah. you know going it was like nine out. minutes left in the game lamar never came back yeah, so I saw that, and then I saw like McSorley got put on IR, and I'm like, damn, like, did he really get hurt? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. All right, so, so the Broncos got put on IR too. I think uh, RG three got put on IR after yeah. the last game he when he played against the Steelers. I know they so, just keep dropping like flies. They're, over in the they're hurting for quarterbacks right now. Yeah, Lamar Lamar should be all right though. The Broncos Tuesday practice report is. Uh, estimation as the teams did not practice today. Noah Fant, Garrett Bowles, uh, Melvin Gordon are among those that were estimated not to be participants. So those guys were not practicing. I wouldn't worry too much if you have Melvin Gordon. Uh, He wasn't really good the other day. And Noah Fant, if you started him the other day, you probably wanted to shoot him in the face because he got you a donut. Yeah, Uh, he went out early with an illness. Yeah, so that was, you know, super frustrating. That dude, that dude, I swear to God, man, like he's the most unsafe player. I feel like, like, <laughs> I know. seriously, like every, every, like every time I play him, I'm like, is he going to finish the game? You know, am I going to, like, am I going to worry Breida about him last leaving year. halfway through? Huh? He's Matt Breida from last year. Yeah. He, he's man, this year's Matt Breida. Matt Breida. Was like that. Yeah. Yeah. But at least Matt, Matt Breida, Breida would get you like. 40 yard run and then he'd be out I was of the say yeah Matt Breda would get you 50 yards rushing maybe score a touchdown this dude like catches two balls for 15 yards and then he's like oh he's limping to the sideline you're like Jesus <laughs> Christ is he coming back out here or what yes yeah, it's, it's it's rough Matt rules that he's not expecting Christian McCaffrey to play Sunday or Saturday because it's a Saturday game guys remember that is very important to remember guys because um, I know some fantasy people will you know, wait until Sunday morning. They'll check to see if they have a Thursday night game. They'll see, you know, that it's not a Thursday night game. They'll just kind of be like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? And they'll just kind of forget and think to look it on sun, on sat, on Sunday morning. Yeah. Don't do that. 
This is there is a Saturday, Saturday night game this you know this week, guys. It's at eight fifteen. Make sure you pay attention to that. It's Panthers versus the Packers. Make sure you definitely you know get that in, especially because this is a fifty one point uh, fifty one and a half point game. You know you don't want to be missing players from this game, so pay attention to that. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers about to light shit up for real, <laughs> and we get to watch it on primetime. All right. Uh, the Panthers did not or did a walkthrough today. Uh, so practice report is estimation that the games versus Packers scheduled for Sunday. McCaffrey, excuse me, uh, would have been limited, but we know he's not playing. Uh, Matthew Stafford suffered a rib cartilage injury uh, per a source. The team not not overly optimistic uh, optimistic he can play versus the Titans but is leaving the option po- leaving open the possibility uh since Stafford often toughs out injuries so hopefully you know if you have Matt Stafford uh, let's be honest if you have Matt Stafford and you're playing him in the playoffs you know I, I hope you have a better quarterback situation than Matt Stafford but you know, it is what it is. I mean, at the same time, this is a great matchup. So there is, is a chance you could have been streaming yeah. quarterbacks with Stafford and somebody else. And, you know, this would have been a great week to have Stafford out there. But, you know, yeah. uh, if he plays or if he doesn't, I, I don't I don't want to start him if he's injured. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah definitely know, no. Like, it, you know, the one, one thing about one, Matthew Stafford, though, is, like when he play, seems to play injured, he does seem to, like, blow up. If you remember – I'll never forget this game because it was like one of my favorite games I ever watched in fantasy football. Where he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, when he hurt his shoulder and he was playing against uh, uh, Brady Quinn versus Uh Cleveland. Bro, these both of them went off. Brady Quinn that was the best. That was the best game Brady Quinn ever played in his entire life. And Matthew Stafford, like I don't know, dislocated his shoulder. I think he was out for the rest of the season after that. But you know, my man. Dislocated his shoulder, tore something crazy, and and still ended the game through a touchdown pass to Calvin Johnson to win it. It was just a great, great, great game. Yeah. All right, Stefanski hopes yeah. tight end Austin Hooper uh, will be back this week. Uh, he had a neck Real quick, injury. Remember, they, remember, he couldn't. He was running to the sideline and he was yelling, "Don't jump <laughs> don't on touch me!" me. They were getting ready to me. jump up with him. He's like, "Don't yeah. touch me! Don't touch me!" He's like, "Don't do nothing! Don't no. jump on me! I will." I will kill somebody because of this real. pain. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I, that was one of my favorite games I ever watched. All right, uh, Coach Mike Tomlin on injuries. Uh, so I'm not going to read everybody, but James Conner uh, is also, is on the injury list with a quad. Uh, he said they all could be limited early in the week. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, the only guy that I would really, you know. Terrell Edmonds on the offensive side, too, but he's not really – he's not going to – you know, he's a running back. He's not going to carry the ball. Uh, Joe Hayden, though, uh, concussion is expected uh, to get out of the protocol. So, with Joe Hayden, you know, if you have the Bears defense this week, you know, they're getting back Joe Hayden, it sounds like. So, Steelers, defense. Steelers defense. I'm sorry. Steelers defense. Uh, Joe Hayden should be coming back, which – we saw what happened last week. You know, we, they kind of they kind of need every weapon they they can get back on that defense. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, the Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker suffered a slight hamstring strain on Sunday's loss to the Chiefs, says a source. Uh, status to be determined for this week against the Patriots, but worth noting, Parker hasn't missed a game this season. So that is worth noting because this will be the second year in a row he doesn't miss a game, which is very surprising. 
especially with his for him because of the way the way his career yeah. started. Um, they're also still in the playoff hunt, and for they real. need that dude out there. So you are not lying. He's their best offensive weapon. Period. Like he yeah. is one hundred percent. So without him, that's that's rough. Uh, the Bucks running back Ronald Jones is scheduled today to have his surgical procedure to have a pin placed in his broken pinky finger. So they were getting con. You were getting conflicting reports. People were saying that he was getting a pin removed. He was getting a pin, like. I don't. I don't know if people knew. No, he broke his pinky. Yeah, and he, he broke his pinky. There to stabilize it. Exactly. He broke his pinky this weekend. They're putting a pin to stabilize it. I heard people saying that he was getting a pin removed. That's not. That's not what's happening. He's getting a pin inserted into his pinky, you know, to stabilize it so that you know doesn't yeah. further injure it. Uh, the Ravens say Lamar Jackson's cramp is questionable to return. That was last night. This. That's basically the end of the news. Um, Jackson did come back in at the very end of the game and drove them down for that field goal to win the game. So, um, yeah, and then Trace McSorley, we saw, you know, you saw what happened there. He just done for the game, done for the season, it says. So that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, Ronald Jones thing kind of worries me. Uh, we are going against each other, I believe, this week in our analyst league in the playoffs. Yes, we are. Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones is a, a uh, very important Considering my two running backs after my other, but considering I have him and Miles Gaskin, and we don't know what's going on with Gaskin, they could say said it could possibly be up be two weeks for Gaskin. So, yeah. you know, he might he might miss this game as well. So that does worry me a little bit. Um, yeah, I hope Ronald Jones I, plays because I don't want I don't you know for two reasons. One, I don't I don't want to play you without Ronald Jones. I would rather play you at yeah. full strength. I mean, it's an Annis League, it's not for money. So you know what I mean? Like if yeah. it was for you know, a couple hundred dollars, I'd probably be like, all right, bro, I'm, I yeah. hope you don't play. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is for, you know, bragging rights it's of, yeah. yeah, I mean, you drafted this team. You want to see this team play well. You want to, if you want to win an analyst league, you want to win it with everybody at their full strength. So nobody can say, oh, I had so many injuries. I blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't want that kind of thing. So I hope he does play. And then that's it for the news. All right, so let's start talking about some of these rookies. Uh, we'll start off at the quarterback position. Of course, Joe Burrow, uh, we have to get into, obviously, um, you know, was on pace to set all kind of rookie records for attempts. and you know, I, Was it yards? Was yards one of them as no, well? No, yards was wasn't one of them. He was actually, no, uh, no he was not on pace for, for yards, uh, but definitely attempts. He was on yeah. pace to break. When he got hurt, he had 404 attempts. So, and that was, what, three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, you figure with another six games added on to that, you know, he's probably looking at 600 attempts, a little bit more than six, like 625. That's a yeah. lot of attempts. You know what I mean? Especially for a rookie uh, for rookie quarterback. Um, But it just shows you how Don't bad that team was. Think- yeah, but I don't think it would have been that high had Joe Mixon been healthy all year either. I you know, I, agree with that too. I don't know how much that that number gets changed. Uh, you know, Giovanni Bernard is not necessarily a, a, a four down or three down running back. You know, he's more just of a scat back uh, that wind winds up getting put in that position because Mixon gets hurt. But uh, you know, ultimately, I think that that number probably would have been a little lower had Mixon been healthy for the whole year. Um, but yeah, I, I think Joe Burrow going forward, I think he's only going to improve and get better. 
You know, he he definitely they definitely need to build a line around him. Uh, he has Higgins and Boyd and Mixon in the backfield. I think they could use just another receiver uh, on the outside to go with the with that group of weapons. Maybe a tight end. Honestly, I mean, uh, I don't think anybody was excited about the, the tight end position. I mean, CJ, CJ Ozama got hurt early in the season, um, and since then, I mean. Who did who did they have? I know they had uh, Drew Sample for yeah. for a little bit. He had one good game against Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but they really could probably beef up the tight end position and 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 maybe get another wide receiver on the outside to help him, and then just really attack the line and, and get him some help on that line. And of course, the defense is going to need help. But honestly, for fantasy purposes, we hope that defense sucks because that just means that he's going to get more fantasy points. Yep, and honestly. Fixing that offensive line would help the defense because it would keep the offense on the field longer, which yeah. gives them, you know, more ability to to rest and, and, you know, not have to be on the field after three and out, at, you know, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. You know what I mean? That the, any defense, I don't care. I don't care what defense it is. It could be the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, you know, at full strength. It could be the Baltimore Ravens at full strength. You know, if your offense is just com- just constantly going three and out and not moving the ball and, and putting you right back on the field, you know. Football is a game of attrition like that. It is a grind out there. Like anybody who plays football, you know, whether you play peewee, pop Warner, or just in the backyard with your friends after you're done playing a football game, like you're hurting your whole body hurts. I mean, your legs, your back, your chest, your arm, everything hurts. So imagine being on the field for, you know, 37, 38, 40 minutes of a, you know, NFL football game getting hit by 300 pound guys and all that, like no defense can take that kind of punishment for as long as the Cincinnati Bengals defense has, you know, cause their time of possession since Burrow has been out has been crazy. It's just been yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah. you know, it, it, that really takes a toll. So yeah, with they Joe, have no offense without no. breaking out in the quarterback no. and Ryan Finley isn't much better. So no, it's just been bad. So, you know, hopefully with Burrow coming back next year, if they fix that offensive line, it gives, you know, the defense an opportunity to just rest. Um, what I would say from what I saw on tape from Joe Burrow this year, um, I like what I saw at times. At other times, you know, he made a lot of rookie mistakes. But the one thing you can say is he can, he can make all the throws. Like, there's not a throw that he can't make. He's, you know – the one thing I would say is he is a little bit of a little bit more of a risk taker uh, than I thought he would be coming in because, you know, with the, with the way that team is, we didn't know how good T Higgins was going to be. We didn't know, you know, how good AJ green was going to be after missing as many games as he did in a row uh, for the past two seasons. So with the weapons that he had, I, you know, I thought Boyd would still be good. Me and Kev talked about it in the preseason. We thought Boyd would be great because, you know, Boyd was basically the one guy who's been a constant on this team. Um, and we thought, obviously, Mixon would help him out. But, you know, he missed Mixon for most of the time. And I thought because of the Mixon injury, I thought he would be a little bit more dink and dunk. And that's not really what he was. You know, he was throwing downfield a lot. Um Sometimes he got away with with throws and things like that. But all in all, I think if they do get him an offensive line, T. Higgins continues to to excel the way he did this year. Tyler Boyd is Tyler Boyd, and they can get another guy on the outside to, you know, take that A.J. Green role. They need a speedster. They yeah, need they need speed. somebody that can 
you know, get downfield. It's not, yeah. and it's not John, whatever the hell his name is. John Ross. Yeah, John Ross. Yeah, they need somebody that you know can actually play football. It's good to be fast, but if you can't actually play the game, <laughs> you know what I mean. So he actually he would look. He did look good last year in that little he had a, that he had. Yeah, he had a couple like, of games where he yeah. he went off, and then other games he just completely disappeared. Like his speed really like does make a difference, but in the NFL. Hurt. I mean, like, so many people try to do the Tyreek Hill thing. You know what I mean? Like, Tyreek Hill is so fast, he just gets behind the defense all the time. But Tyreek Hill can play football. Like, Who, uh, like what? He's awesome. Was that the same? That was the same draft as Odell, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Was that the same draft as Odell and yeah. Mike Williams? Yep. And, and No. Yeah. I think Tyreek was the I think Tyreek no, no, was No, no, no. I was talking about John Ross. Oh, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was. Yeah, because uh, – uh, Jarvis Landry, um, who the hell else was in that draft? There was a lot of guys in that draft. He was the first. He was the first wide receiver taken. Like they're bugging. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, But yeah, I like what I saw out of Joe Burrow. I think he definitely will have a productive career. Uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the real deal. Yeah, he's he's for real. I know the past two weeks have not been what fantasy owners would you know hope to have gotten the past two but weeks. he played bill bill does yeah. not bill no. always shuts down rookie quarter for real he like does. that's what bill does <laughs> so you know one was bill uh last week i don't think his game last week was terrible um you know it, it just wasn't i think great. a lot of people saw the falcons match up and, and yeah. really but the, got... we've, been, we've been saying like the falcons have improved since raheem yeah, morris better much better. Yeah, they, since Raheem Morris took over, they've been a lot better on defense, even in their secondary. So, yep. Um, I think they were, you know, okay. So when Cutter was there, I think what they were trying to do was, I mean, not Tutter, uh, Bradley. When he was there, I think they were no, trying. They had uh, Mike Smith, right? Wasn't Mike no, Smith? Mike Smith was the old coach. No. It was. Um, it wasn't Bradley either. It was uh, Dan Quinn. Was Dan Quinn. That's it. Um. When they had Dan Quinn, I think I'll, they put the rookie. I, I saw him on a lot of man coverage in the beginning of the year. And I don't know why you would put a rookie in man coverage as much as you do against the receivers that they see in that division. Like, that division is stacked at wide receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Mike Evans, dude, Chris Mike Godwin, Evans, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, like they're like uh, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, like that division is stacked. Yeah. Like, play zone, play you know, play everything in front of you, and just allow the kid to develop. And and now I think that's what they're doing. They're let they're making them play everything in front of them. They and, can't do that this week though. No, no <laughs> can't no. do that against Tommy this week. But. No, no, but 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 still. Yeah, and I and I get I what you're saying, saying but though. yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I think they was, and that's the reason why he got fired. Like, you know, Dan Quinn got fired because he just wasn't a very good coach. Like, let's yeah, just he be wasn't honest. he wasn't a very good coach. It just came down to it. Like, I mean, some guys are good coordinators. Yeah, uh, and others, you know, bro, he lost a Super Bowl that he was winning by like twenty seven at halftime. Yeah, 28. 20, 28 to three, I think it was. The, the tw- they were winning by twenty five points. Like, yeah, like how do you the, lose that like Super Bowl? Come on, bro. Like, they should have fired him after that game, honestly. Yeah, but yeah, but we we talk way too much about that <laughs> them for for to talk about Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, to me, what I've seen from Herbert is actually a lot crazier because I did not think Justin Herbert was going to be good. Um, no, I think not that as good as he was. We, 
we taught what we, you know, his intangibles were very good. The one thing you saw that was a little worrisome was, you know, Steve brought up all the time his his kind of cracking under pressure when the, when the blitzes would come and stuff like that. And I feel like he was completely opposite so far in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's just been I feel like he's been really good um, under pressure. You know, you give him time. He's he's got some wheels. You know, he's a young kid. He's got some wheels, so he can can escape. Um, he's got a top five receiver in the NFL, uh, you know, a very good tight end, a good deep threat. Um, you know, a couple guys have turned out to be pretty good on the outside with Guyton. He's got one of the best pass catching running backs. Um, you know, they kind of could use Jackson or, or Balaz to be a nice little power back to switch off with Eckler. I feel like, um, but I'm telling you like Derwin James stays healthy. This defense is good enough to get like they're good enough to make they, they could be good enough to be in the Super Bowl in in 2 or 3 years. That with a rookie deal with at the quarterback position and if he's that good, no doubt in my mind cuz that defense could be a lot better than what it showed. Yep. Um yeah, I definitely agree. And if you go to the website and you read what I wrote about Justin Herbert, uh it, literally I I say it just like the way Kev said. Justin Herbert uh, I broke it down, all his numbers, you know, Oregon kid. Herbert is the last QB that we'll talk, we'll cover in this article. Herbert is an incredible arm talent, but it's what it's, be, but it's what's in between his ears that I'm worried about for him as a prospect. Herbert can make every throw you need him to make, but when he sees pressure, he folds up against good competition in college. Herbert never showed up. He's a work in progress, but his arm talent, but with his arm talent, I wouldn't be surprised if he finds himself in the first round. You know, that just – that basically is exactly how it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, he – to me, he is just – was an incredible arm. And I thought as long as he could figure out his head, he'd be all right. But it just made me nervous that every college game that he played against a top, you know, ranked team, he just folded up and – Let's not be honest. Oregon wasn't the best offensive line, so he had a lot of a lot of pressure in a lot of games against big teams. So you know that makes a difference. But it is what it is. I think he's definitely the real deal, and this, he's no joke. Yep. To Tonga Vailoa, I like what I saw last week against Kansas City. It was mm-hmm. the first game this year that I actually watched Tua, and I was like, "Wow, Tua is going to be a player. Like Tua is good." You know what I mean? And I was a little bit worried about that. You know the the three games before that because I was like eh, he he tucks and he tucks and takes his eyes off of looking downfield a lot, it, which to me that's like of all the tales that I see in NFL quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks, is how they keep their eyes downfield. Like the one thing that a lot of rookie, which is one thing I love about Joe Barrow, like he he's never not looking downfield. He's always looking downfield. Um, but Justin. You know, Justin Herbert, same thing. Always looking downfield. Tua, when he starts getting pressured, he takes his eyes off of downfield, and I don't really like that. Um, that is correctable, but it's not an easy thing to correct. So in this past game, uh, I like that he stepped up to a, a superior team and was like, okay, I'm going to will my team to win. Because if you watch that game, he really was trying to will that team to win, which – Gives me a little bit more confidence about Tua going forward. Still makes me nervous 
that he doesn't that he sometimes drops his eyes, but you know, in the long run, I think Tua can get that fixed and he he has that uh I want to win factor that I love in a quarterback. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he can figure it out, I think he's still he's going to be very good for fantasy. Yeah, um my Yeah, I don't know how good of a fantasy quarterback I expect Tua to be. Um, I think Tua can be a good game manager. Um, He definitely needs to show me more before I would say, all right, this guy can – you know, last week was one thing. He he had a great statistical game last week, unbelievable game, but just hasn't been consistent enough. So uh, for me, like – you know, he, he might be that guy that could do it in a matchup where he has to throw. Like, they also had to throw a ton because they yeah. got down by 18 points. So, you know, like you said, he, he just watching that game, you can see his will to win. Like he did not want to give up that game. He knew he was going against the best quarterback in the NFL and was trying to prove he belonged. Um, but. I just think he has a little ways to go before I'd say, yeah, he's going to be a, a, a pretty good fantasy quarterback. Mm, yep. Um, and uh, Jordan Love, really, he ain't going to play no time soon. <laughs> Not nope. with the way Rodgers is playing. Yeah, uh, no. So I Jaylen would stash Hurts. him in Dynasty, though. I, I mean, I would. Oh, it's a Dynasty for sure. Yeah, yeah in Dynasty, I would, dash Jordan, I, would, I would stash Jordan Love because in college he did have, like, he did have the – Arm ability and the leg ability, kind of like a Colin Kaepernick. Um, I would say a Colin Kaepernick with a more accurate arm. So if he can play like that, then I might think, you know, a lot of Jordan Love. So I would just hold on to him in your dynasty leagues. If you guys have a like a, uh, a taxi squad where you can put, you know, whatever, three, five players, whatever it is in your taxi squad where you don't have to keep them on your active roster, you know, I would definitely have him in there. But Oh, uh, the next guy, Jalen Hurts. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say this, Kev. If the Eagles plan to use him the way they did this weekend and don't develop him as a passer, this ain't going to work. I, I don't want anything to do with Jalen with Hurts because I think that Lamar Jackson is amazing. Right. Jalen Hurts is not Lamar Jackson. So if they're going to be doing these read this, these RPOs and, uh, you know, just trying to get him on the edge and throw, they need to develop him in the pocket, period. Like that's all there is to it. If that's not going to happen, then they just need to go back to Hurts. I mean, Hurts. They need to go back to uh, Wentz because. It hurts hurts is not going to happen and i just don't trust the coaching staff that the eagles have right now to develop him into the pocket passer he needs to be because i i think we saw how bad carson wentz was this year and how had he's been since frank wright has left the eagles and i don't know if this is the right coaching staff to bring him along yeah i am right there with you um like I said, you know, I, I think what happened to the Saints was they didn't know what to expect. Like, that's the one thing. Like, you're dealing with a completely different player. There's no film on them. You know, you don't know what to expect. Like, are they going to run the same plays? Are they going to write? 
you don't know what to expect. And then you get hit with an 82-yard run from Miles Sanders, and yep. then you got this guy running for you know 14 carries at one point for 102 yards. I think I I don't know what he finished with, but I know at one point that was his stat line. They showed it, and it's just like you don't like like I said, it's just it's you're coming into a game without any way of breaking that team down. Now, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Redskins are all going to have film on how this team played with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I'm going to watch these next three games before I actually say no, I wouldn't take him. Uh, But I 100% agree with your assessment. They have to develop him into somebody, somebody that can throw the ball. He, nobody is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is much bigger, much stronger, able to take the hits. Jalen Hurts, the one, I will say Jalen Hurts looked a little Russell Wilson-ish where he was able to either slide or get out of the way of the hit, kind of like Kyler Murray. That's one, you know, Murray, Murray Wilson, and now Jalen Hurts kind of seem like the similar players. They're all like poor versions of each other, so to speak. I think Kyler and Wilson are very similar, whereas – Jalen Hurts almost is like a poor man's version of those two guys. But he definitely needs to develop into a pocket quarterback because that's where they have Jalen Hurts so much more beat is that they are able to sit in the pocket, go through their reads, make the throw to their receivers. And and that's tough with this team because the receivers are not very good. Regardless of what you saw the other day, uh, you know, Jeffrey finally catches a ball for a touchdown. Uh, Rager's running free uh, on one play. You know, the tight ends, both tight ends, you know, made plays at times. This team has not had playmakers. Like, that has been the knock. And we can't say, oh, well, Carson Wentz, you know, I mean, we've that's kind of one of the excuses we gave Carson Wentz was that he didn't have playmakers. I don't think they turned around and became good because Jalen Hurts is now the quarterback. Yep. So I, I think that as you start to see this team – you know, get film on this team with how they played with with Jalen Hurts. I think you'll start to see what is actually going to come about, and that is, if you can contain him into the pocket, it's going to present a lot more problems because he's going to have to make reads. He's going to have to wait uh, for receivers to get open, and unfortunately, the receivers on this team just aren't very good to get open. Uh, you know, with a quarterback just sitting in the pocket, we saw that with Wentz. That was, you know. It, it didn't change, you know, and, and film will show that. Like, it's not like something that you can look at on film and say, oh, look here, this guy's one. I mean, there's have been plays where Wentz has missed guys. No doubt. They showed it multiple times on the primetime games. But you look at it all 62 for or an all 22. I'm sorry, all, all 22 for the whole season. Those plays are few and far between compared to the other plays where you got you know, nobody open for the Eagles. So, yeah, yeah I, I just think I, I do. I, I want to see how these next three games play out with Jalen Hurts before I make an assessment on whether he's going to be good going forward because he is the type of quarterback that, fantasy-wise, could be gold. Like, if yep. he's the starter, like, this guy going to get 40 or 50 yards rushing every game. He's going to run it, run for touchdowns. Like, if he can show that he can throw the ball for 250 yards in that process, he's he could be dangerous. Yep, I agree. 
All right, so this is what we'll do for running backs. I'm just going to name the running backs that I was going to say because we've been go we we spent a lot of time on quarterbacks. Yeah. So I'm going to name the running backs that are you know viable for next season, and then I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I love this this rookie running back class. Oh So yeah, like you great. can say the names that are viable. It's literally going to be like ten is five to ten names. Yeah. To me, it's uh, I have eight. So okay. C H. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor. Actually, rank these. Rank these for next season, how you would draft them. All right? Okay. So, uh, CEH, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, and then it, it, there's a bunch of, you know, you forgetting the best one. I'm forgetting the best one. James Robinson is oh James Robinson one. you're right James Robinson. <laughs> James Robinson to me is I forgot he was even a rookie I didn't even I didn't even remember he was a rookie you're right yeah. yep nobody James Robinson hey, he's the number four running back in in standard right now PPR wise he may even be higher than that I don't even um, let me look PPR wise he no he's still number four he's number four running back in fantasy like yep. the guy has been outstanding he catches the ball out of the backfield. He's always basically 80 yards at least every game. Yep. So, all right. So complete. rank those. We'll do this because to me, it's these, it's these six. And then the other guys are, eh, you know what? Cause Dobbins acres. All right. So we'll do, we'll do those. All right. So CEH Swift, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Cam Akers, JK Dobbins, Antonio Gibson of those guys. Dude, rank running. Those. We we everybody talked about this wide receiver class. Yeah, these running Dude, backs this running back class is no joke. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it good. Serious man. If I had to rank those, um, so I like. I would say James Robinson number one. I don't I know that. if he finishes that way next year. Yeah. out of this out of this group, but. I think based off this season, you have to draft him number one. Um, I would like to see number. Go ahead. I think. Okay. So as of right now, we don't know who the Lions coach is going to be. And we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if the Lions get a coach that wants to run the ball or has. Okay. So the perfect person for me. That I think of. I got the perfect person too. <laughs> I got the perfect person for a lot of teams. Okay, so who, who who's the, who's the perfect? Um, got to think of his name now. I, I can't. I can't. I, I, I forget his name. Is all it Kansas the time. City's offense coordinator? No, not Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I was gonna um, say Tennessee's offensive coordinator. Um, forget Tennessee? his name. All the I'm freaking. Think of the Tennessee's offense. It's um. Uh, I think it's. It's such an easy name, too. All right, so I'm going to rank it like this. Depending on who who the Lions take, I might have Swift at number one. Only because... Arthur Smith, that's his name. Okay. So I might have Swift at number one, depending on who goes there. But if we're doing it just by the way this season has gone, I would agree. To me, it's Robinson. And then... Two would be Swift. Then actually for next season, I'm going to go Dobbins because I think, I don't think, I think Mark Ingram's gone 
after this season. I don't think they 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 re up Mark Ingram. Well, he's on the last year of second. Is it his last year of the deal? I think it's the last year on the deal. I think this is his his second, second to of, last like, year. He's got one more year, but I think they can get out of it this year. So and they probably will. And they him. probably will. Yeah, because they're not even using him. They're 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 giving him five carries a game. Like there's, let him go somewhere where he. I don't even know. Carries. I don't even remember seeing him on the field last night. Like I said, I fell asleep. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I can't remember seeing him on the field either. I only watched the first half too. So Gus Bus got a couple touchdowns. Yeah, Gus Bus looked good last night actually. Um, and then I would go Taylor only because I would have Taylor higher, but I'm scared of Mac because Mac. That's was that's this, just what you got to wait for. I mean, yeah. Mac Mac's a free agent, so they may yeah. not bring Mac back, and if they don't bring Mac back, Taylor's gold. Yeah, you know Taylor I mean? will be definitely somebody that you you take higher. Yeah, Taylor to me is number three if Mac is gone. Yeah. And maybe um, number two. He might actually might be number two. Like, just given what we saw the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he's I think great. this dude's like, I think they're committing to him. Like, I the hope, Jordan I Wilkins said shit they needed done. to. I hope they do because they, they, they need to, period. If they want to win playoff games, they, they got to do it. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, Cam, Akers, Cam Akers is a guy that I'm starting to really love. I'm really loving what I'm seeing out of Cam. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, this is so difficult, man. This is actually really difficult. And then Antonio um, Gibson think, has become an actual running back. Like he's but Gibson really is G- Gibson is last. This yeah. is why this is the only reason I say Gibson is last. It's not because he isn't good this year. He's been so touchdown dependent on a yeah. team that is probably not going to score as many touchdowns going forward. Yeah. Um, you know, so to me, I, I do think he's going. He's He's kind of due for some touchdown regression, and that's why I'd probably put Gibson last. Although he's still probably like a third, third, fourth round guy. Like we're we're not talking about a bum here. We're talking about like like the all all six of these guys are probably top three or four round picks. Yep, I agree. All right, so if you had to do a if you had to do a top five of these guys. Who would they be? James, uh, Ro- James Robinson, number one for me. Yeah. Um, number two, I'm going to say Taylor because I don't think Mac will be back. Okay. Um, number three would be Swift. Number four would be Acres, and number five would be. Are we forgetting one? I feel like we're forgetting one. Ceh. No. Yeah. Ceh isn't even. C- no. Ceh is actually below Gibson for me. Yeah. Me um, too. Ceh is not even a guy that I would take in. You know, he, he would for me. He would be going way, way down. Like uh, next year, if I'm drafting Ceh, it's not until. And we told you guys in the beginning of this season that you know people were taking him at seven. We just thought that was a mistake. Um. Yeah. So I would I would go Acres and then Dobbins. So that would be my five. I would go Robinson, Taylor, Swift, Acres, Dobbins. All right. So I we both have Robinson one. I would go Robinson, Swift, Taylor, Dobbins, Acres, is the way I would have it. Just because Same five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that's the top five of those guys. So that's that's actually a great list too, man. Like, yep. it, hey, who were the who's the other one? You said you had eight. Yeah, it's Ceh, uh, uh, James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson is seven, and the eighth guy was Zach Moss. Um, oh, yeah, Moss is definitely last on the list. Yes, yeah, definitely because. But- he just is not able to take that job from Singletary. Nah. You know what I mean? Singletary has been basically out touching him a lot in the past two games. So, um, 
Yeah, and then the rest of the names are, you know, AJ Dillon, which actually in Dynasty I would I would hold on to because I think AJ I, I think honestly eventually they're gonna get they're gonna get out of the Williams contract because I think this is the last year on his deal and they're not gonna re-sign him because they have AJ Dillon. And if Aaron Jones wants too much money, I don't think that they would be opposed to letting Aaron Jones walk and just drafting another running back and have A.J. Dillon and somebody else. Or sign, re-signing Jamal Williams for a cheaper contract and just going yeah. with Williams and Dillon. Yep. So I would both free agents. Jones and Williams are both free agents. Exactly. So, so I would definitely hold on to A.J. Dillon. If you drafted him in Dynasty, do not get rid of A.J. Dillon because next year he could be something. Yes. Um, And then Keyshawn Vaughn, no. Darrington Evans, Joshua Kelly, Michael P. Ryan, Anthony McFarland, DJ Dallas. Joshua Kelly was such a letdown. Man. I know. He, like, he he had opportunity, and he just could not take advantage of it. Uh, he, st- he started off the season so good. And you know what? Like, coaches even talked about it. They were saying how in the beginning of the season he was so confident after that senior bowl because, you know, he just felt really yeah. good coming out of the senior bowl, and a lot of people were talking about him, and he felt really good. But after he had that fumble in that third yeah. game of the season – his play just went completely downhill. He just completely flopped after that fumble. I don't know what that fumble did to his mind, but he just went from, you know, the first three games going nuts and then get that fumble and then just nothing. So, you know, we'll see if he, if he you know, ends up doing anything. But Eckler's got that job on lock. So, he, if anything, he'd just be the backup. Um, so, Anthony McFarlane, DJ Dallas, uh, McFarland's one to pay attention to if yeah. uh, Connor is not brought back. I know they went with Snell, but I think if they didn't bring Connor back, they might go with more of a more of a dual running back system. Yeah. So I do think uh, he's much better catch. He's a much better receiver than Snell. Yeah. So, yeah, so if anything, he'll be that role. Yeah. All right, so let's go to wide receiver because this Lock wide receiver good. class, boy, listen, it's good, but. I, I I think the running backs have like out. Maybe it's just because of the expectation. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the but the well, you know, the way the the way the the wide receivers have, you know, the expectation for wide receivers was so high, where the running backs was kind of like they were all second rounders except for Ceh, and just yeah. boom, <laughs> they're all they're all good. Every one of them I feel like is good. Full real. All right, um, so Henry Ruggs the third. Uh, you know, it just. It, it never came to fruition. Like, no, not yet. You know, not yet. I think, and people were taking them in, in, you know, redraft leagues in like round seven. Like, I seen him going round seven, eight. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, Derek, we told you guys, Derek Carr is not a guy who airs it out all the time. Like, he's not a guy that really loves throwing the ball down the field. He'll do it but not as often as you want from a guy that you're drafting that early and expecting something from. So, you know, do does Ruggs get better? Yeah, but I don't know by how much. He's basically a lesser Hollywood Brown, if you, you know, can quantify that because, you know, Hollywood Brown has just been pretty terrible himself. Um, Jerry Judy, I think next year will be a much better season than this year. Uh, yeah. He has 40 catches for 636 yards and two touchdowns this year. Yeah. I expect that number to be way up next year, uh, yeah. especially with Cortland Sutton taking some pressure off of him he, on the other side of the field. He will be a late-round guy to scoop up. 
because yeah. he's not going to get drafted early. He's going to get no. drafted in a much in a very similar spot that he did this year, where it's like the ninth, tenth round. And I think that he will be a very good guy to draft because, like you said, I mean, he's seeing a lot of number one coverage. He's been banged up. Um, I think Tim Patrick. I don't think Tim Patrick's seeing the, the number one corners. Yeah. Uh, you know, KJ Hamler's come on. There's a lot. Of, you know, he's going to take some pressure off too. Um, you know, they got the running game to take pressure off. So I do think Jerry Judy will be a lot better next year. That said, he's definitely like not. He's definitely lower on the list of, of rookie wide receivers. Yep. Um, CD Lamb. Uh, CD Lamb to me is the best wide receiver in this group, and I and I was super high on Jerry Judy, and Jerry so, Judy's been banged up, but I love CD Lamb. Who who are you taking first, CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson? CD Lamb next year. It, it, okay, a caveat: if if Dak is if back. Dak is back, CD Lamb. And, and we to talked me, about it. I don't know if Dak will be back. I don't, I mean, I do think he will. I think the win the other day against the Bengals definitely kind of help that because you know the further they get from that top two spot you know they're they're definitely going to stay away from justin fields and and trevor lawrence um but you know uh just that 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 is an option out there you know because they have a lot of money wrapped up and they definitely need to improve their defense so if you get a quarterback on a rookie deal and let dak walk you know, as long as that rookie winds up playing well, you're you put yourself in a great, great position, and they definitely need some money to help that defense because that defense is not good. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, so yeah, but CD Lamb, if Dak is the quarterback, because let's be honest, Justin Jefferson started coming on the past six weeks. Nah, his yeah, he came his on in week three. Week three, I think he had a huge game because yeah, he, he he wasn't he wasn't used at all in the first two weeks and everybody dropped him and then you're right all right so week three he had seven for one seventy five in that touchdown then the now next he's week the he's number nine receiver in fantasy right now oh I know he's had some huge <laughs> games know. though he's definitely had some huge games he's, he's got a little Mike Evans in him he's definitely, got, definitely three for twenty three against Minnesota, against uh who the hell was it Seattle yeah. Uh, three for twenty six against Green Bay, three for sixty three against Detroit. Uh, then last week he obviously, what was that last week? Where the hell was that? Yeah, last week against Tampa Bay, three for, or no, four for thirty nine. So he's had some. I mean, but then he has those games: nine for one twenty one and a touchdown, yeah. eight for one thirty five, uh, yeah, nine yeah. for one hundred and sixty six yards and two touchdowns. He's, he's a little Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett ish. Yeah, twenty four <laughs> yards, forty four yards, twenty three yards, twenty six yards. You know what I mean? Like thirty nine yards. He definitely throws in those shitters where you're just like, son of a bitch. Yeah. But he has those huge blow up games. So, like you said, Mike Evans ish. But. This is this is uh kind of what I was saying. If you look at CD Lamb's numbers, yeah, with with Dak, CD Lamb was actually very bro, good. It wasn't. He was awesome. It was crazy how good he was. I'm trying to bring it up. All right, so here me like click this. All right, please hold. All right, here we go. CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. Oh man, 
I got you. CeeDee Lamb, for, five for 59, five, six yeah. for 106, five for 65, five for 79 and two, eight for 124, six for 64, and then Dak got hurt. And then, you know, it's just been downhill. And he has had okay games since Dak, but he didn't have a game under 50 yards, dude. Uh, like, not one game under 50 not yards. One game, not one game without five catches yeah, either. Five catches and 50. He's got you, he got you double that was his digits. Floor. Yeah, his that rookie was his floor season, was, bro. His, his floor was, 10, was 11 points pretty much. Yeah, um, his rookie season, dog. Like, yeah. I mean, and and it only could get better because there's Cause Michael Gallup that they is could out trade. of there, bro. Michael Gallup is gone. Say, there's rumblings that they could trade Cooper or, or or that he could go as well. You know, Gallup could go. Gallup has not been good this year. No, uh, just got dropping passes and and just not been it's as good go. uh, if... as he was last year. Um, yeah, uh, I would probably still go. See, this is this is yeah. See, like this is one of those things where where. Hmm. All right. So, if I went running back, running back, and I and because where you think these guys will be drafted? Like C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, I think fourth I think round. Justin Jefferson is going to go Metcalf. way higher because of. You think so? Yeah, because I think he'll still finish in the top ten. Because he's going to have, I mean, with their with their matchup, well, they're going to have Jefferson to throw the ball. Will, will be getting drafted earlier. Yes. So I think Justin Jefferson would, probably would. goes in around the end of round four, beginning around five. Uh, right after like Michael, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all those guys. I think he'll be right behind those guys. So let's say beginning around five, end around four, right? And I think C.D. Lamb probably drops into. You think he's going to go end of, end around four, Jefferson? Oh, okay, yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where DK was going. I, yeah, it's I, kind of where DK is going. And DK stuff. going in the same spot. Yeah. So you know, I from, think from where DK was last year, I mean, exactly. DK is obviously going to be like damn near a first round pick this year. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, he's going to be super high up there. People are going to take DK in literally early, early second round, maybe in the first round, depending yeah. on you know, depending on. I don't know. He'll probably be the end of the first round, honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think CD probably just because of the what you know. I mean, like it's a it's a what have you done for me lately in fantasy football, and he just hasn't done so much. So I could see him going in like the seventh round, beginning of the seventh round, middle of the seventh round, and I'm gonna be all over that man. I'd much rather have CD Lamb in the seventh round than have Justin Jefferson in the end I of the fourth. Think, I would say probably sixth, but. I would agree. I'd probably rather have CD in the sixth than Jefferson in the fourth because yeah. I do think. But this is like I say, you know, this is kind of where, like, if I need a consistency at receiver, obviously I'm going to go with CD Lamb. But mm-hmm. if I'm drafting my third receiver, Justin Jefferson's like the best third receiver there is to draft. You know what I mean? Like the way he blows up the, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I mean this is this is definitely up in the air. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can lose either way because I think I think Jefferson has the ability to finish higher than Ceedee Lamb every year just because of the games that he has, and Ceedee Lamb may have he has Ceedee Lamb may have that four for for fifty five type or for five for fifty five and no touchdown type game, whereas Jefferson, you know, goes. 
nine for 137 and two touchdowns. And it's just like just skyrocket somewhere. CeeDee Lamb doesn't necessarily have those big games like that. Um, oh, I'll think they'll come next year, but, especially with no Gallup. I think, I think CD Lamb is. I'm probably gonna have a lot. I of think CD he's Lamb the real deal. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I'm gonna have a lot of CD last year. I, yeah, I can tell you that 100%. CD Lamb, Jerry Judy are both very good picks next year because what we saw this year, you know, CD Lamb with Dak, uh, Jerry Judy with the ability to get back. So, but those are definitely the first two I would say is Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see here. So. Okay, so we know those are the first two. So I'm going to throw it like this. Rate the next five guys. So the next five guys, I'll give you five names. You give me the order you would draft them. All right, so and we're leaving out CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson because we know yeah. those are one and two, regardless yep. of how you want to look at it. Justin Jefferson will be the f- number one next year. Most people will take Justin Jefferson. Um, So Jerry Judy. Okay. M- T. Higgins. Michael Pittman Jr. Chase Claypool, and then we will go Brandon Ayuk. So Claypool, Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy. What's that? So Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Chase Chase Claypool. Claypool. Those five. How are you ranking those? Um, I'm going to go T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I think I agree with that. Only The only thing I have to say about it is I wonder what the Indianapolis Colts do at quarterback. Because... If Indy brings in, because they only have Phillip Rivers for this year. If Matt no, Ryan gets years. cut. He's, he's got two years. He's got two years? Okay. Yeah, and so, they, and Frank Reich actually just quoted as saying he thinks Phillip Rivers has has plenty of years left. Oh, God. All right, so, so yeah, definitely he's my five then, if that's the case. Um, So I probably have it this way. I probably have it T. Higgins definitely. I just think T. Higgins is the third of that of that wide receiver class. Um, but I actually have it Brandon Ayuk too, because from what I saw from Brandon Ayuk this year, I think it really translates with Debo and with Kittle Kittle on the field. And I'm hoping that Matt Ryan or somebody like that who gets released from a team goes to the 49ers. Yeah, <laughs> and really gets if these Matt guys Ryan the ball in there, space. Man, they could be really freaking good, dude. Like, like remember, he was great with he, Kyle Shanahan. Exactly, and I would love to see that. So I'm going with that. They're giving up the Jimmy G experiment. Experiment. They're just done with it. He's hurt all the time, and when he is in there, he's straight ass yeah. cheeks. And they just say, you know what? Matt Ryan's on the free on on the free agency market. Um, you know, there's other guys that we can we can go with that are going to be free agents, and I just want to. I'd rather see that. So, I actually really like Ayuk next year, and then I'm going to go Claypool, Judy, Michael Pittman Jr. There you have it. And Judy, and honestly, Judy would be higher for me, but I think Locke is going to be the quarter, the quarterback again next year. Yeah. And I just don't see this guy facilitating two really good Locke receivers. Is as bad as what people think i mean i do know he he definitely 
needs to cut down on the turnovers, but I've seen Locke have good games. You oh know yeah. What I mean? So like yeah, I've I, seen I've seen Locke ball. Yeah. Let's just like go to say that. But the I mean? the so, consistency factor for me is what the problem is. But he's a second year guy, yeah. and that's why I say like he 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 has plenty of like you know plenty of room for improvement. I feel like and you know Daniel Jones. Is he any better than Drew Locke from what you saw this year? I mean, mm. how much better? You know, uh, yeah. he's had great yeah. games, but then he has, like, what did he do the other day? He looked like complete shit. Yeah. You know, um, Kyler Murray's, you know, he's on in his own level of this draft class. Yep. You know, so, you know, you had Locke and then you had who? Dwayne Haskins. I mean, yeah, Dwayne Haskins. So just out of this, you know, I, I, I would, I think it's kind of a, a, I think it's a, actually a real competition on who the second best quarterback is between Locke and Jones in this draft, uh, <laughs> that draft, which is yeah. bad, but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but um, I guess the honorable mention guys, the guys that, you know, Jalen Rager, obviously depending on, depending on if the Eagles offensive line gets any better and they develop him. I think Jalen Rager could be really good. Cause I do think he was a special player in college. So I think he does have the ability to be a very good NFL wide receiver. Um, obviously, this year he didn't show enough for us to put him on this list. Uh, Lavisca Chanel, I love. I like. I really, really love this kid. Uh, I'm probably yeah. he's probably gonna go super late next year, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one of the people taking him. He's probably gonna be a 13, 14th round guy, and I'm gonna have him on a lot of teams because I just yeah. I love his ability with his ball in hand. Fortunately for him and Chark, they're probably gonna draft. Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, you know, I doubt I, I you know, I don't know what happens with the Jets. Yeah, Trevor maybe Lawrence. They get, going to the Jets. Maybe they get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yeah, I, you know. And that's know. the other thing. I, I mean, if they go Trevor Lawrence, then I'm really interested to see where where uh what's Darnold his name? Darnold goes. Yeah. Because Darnold Cause can I think go to the Darnold 49ers. Darnold a better team could be good. <laughs> Dude, Darnold yeah. can go to the 49ers and I'll be I'll be super psyched about uh, about Ayuk. Kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yes. I think Darnold can play. I just think I that do. he's with the worst coach that has ever like. Dude, look at Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Look at Ryan Tannehill. For like real. this guy was nothing but a bum under yeah. Adam Gase, yep. and he's literally a franchise quarterback right now. It's the um, Gase effect. You pick the guy who leaves Adam Gase. Yeah. As soon as he goes to the other team, just get him on your fantasy team. Um, KJ Hamler actually showed me a little something this year. I'm interested to see how he progresses in that Broncos on that Broncos team. It's going to be tough for him to like be consistent. He he's like kind of like a sneaky daily fantasy play here and there, I believe next year, but with Judy and Sutton and Tim Patrick, who's definitely going to see some time after this year and the run game and Noah Fant. It's just, yeah, they got weapons, and it's just it could be hard for all those guys, you know. Yeah, but KJ Hamler is more of the the slot role as where yeah. uh, Tim Patrick will probably, yeah, you know, he's not going to take Cortland Sutton's job. He's also not going to take, you know, he's also not going to take Jerry Judy's job. So I wouldn't be surprised if they let, you know, him go in a in a trade or something like that for to a team that is interested in a in a in a wide receiver, or they just hold on him as a backup because they don't, yeah. you know, Sutton's coming off a knee injury and. Jerry Judy was banged up all year, so they could just keep yeah. him as backup. Um, but yeah, uh, Vance Joseph. I mean, Vance Joseph. Vance Van Jefferson is another guy yeah. that I think could be something next year. He'll, be, he'll he'll get better as time as time goes on. He would definitely, definitely. Get um, Denzel Mims is a guy I'm really interested in next year because 
And I just think Denzel Mims. We I said in the beginning of the season I think Denzel Mims is for real, and he just injury hurt him all season long. Uh, but I think he's a real player. Uh, Gabriel Davis. I, I mean, I said another guy that I said I really liked before the, the season started, and he's been playing very well for the Buffalo Bills. And then the last guy I want to talk about is Devin Duvernay. The problem with Devin Duvernay, like I think he could be really good. But Jackson needs to develop this offseason as more of a passer for him to be viable. So just another guy to keep an eye on. And then after that, I'm, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I know a lot of people are excited nah, about him over the past couple weeks. but Ain't nobody you're talking about. Exactly. Get so that's basically it for the wide receivers. And we're yeah. not going to talk about the tight ends because they ass. All of them. Huh? I would say I honestly think Cole Komet could be a Cole good Komet one next could, year. And he was the number one, you know, the first tight, tight end, end taken in the draft. Yeah. You know. A lot of people talked about Asiasi. Yeah, he didn't do that, shit this year. Yeah, you know, Adam Troutman was another guy. A lot of people were super excited about. He didn't do yeah. shit this year. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who the hell else. Harrison Bryant. Oh man, I heard so much shit about Harrison Bryant before the season. Oh, he's so yeah. big and he's gonna be. Harrison so Bryant could be a good one if Njoku is out of there. So yeah. he he actually could be one that's that you pay attention to. But Steve has said multiple times we talked about it. Bigger don't throw to the tight ends. So. Exactly. So um, no, really nobody. Yeah, you know, just other Cole than Cole Komet, and he's probably. I would say Cole Komet could be in that twelfth or thirteenth round, where maybe you're drafting him as a potential like, you know, breakout candidate tight end. Yep. Uh, just because I think you watch, look at the last couple of weeks, he's really started to gel with Trubisky, and that's the team actually that I do think. Sam Darnold will go to. I think the Chicago Bears would offer a first-round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold if they draft, you know, if they draft uh, Clemson's guy. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence goes there, I would not be surprised because the Bears are going to be in, like, that middle pick. They're going to be, you know, anywhere Mm -hmm. from, you know, 16 to to 20, you know, right before those playoff teams because they're just going to miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would not be surprised if – the Bears say, "Hey, listen, we'll give you your first, give you our first round pick this year. You give us, you know, Sam Darnold." And I think the yeah. Bears immediately get better if Sam Darnold becomes the quarterback. I am picking Allen Robinson <laughs> everywhere next year, literally in every draft if if he goes to the Bears for real. I just can't wait till they get a new coach. Um, for real, and that's it for the podcast. I really like this podcast. Honestly, talking about the rookies, I mean that. The running backs and wide receivers are very interesting going into next year. I really like the running backs. Um, you know, just from what we saw this year, we just named off what seven seven guys, potentially eight with Zach Moss that are all yep. possibly top four round picks. You know, yep. depending on where Gibson and Ceh fall to, Ceh might actually fall out of the top four rounds, which is crazy because he was easily the highest drafted this year. Oh yeah, but um. First round. He's the first overall. round. First round guy. Yep. Um, but yeah, so definitely something definitely something that was interesting and, and be nice to pay attention to heading into next season. We'll talk about it obviously, you know, once next season starts to get a little closer. Um but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with our DFS podcast and then Thursday we'll do our start sit. So until these next couple days, guys, peace out. Peace.